Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North build a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Neering. Hey, everybody. It is Lisa Neering from True North Homeschool Academy, and I'm here with another edition of Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. And today I'm super excited to have my friend Angie Farrell on the show with me. Angie is one of the teachers at True North Homeschool Academy, and she's also going to direct the Navigators which is our mom's membership club. So Angie, so glad you're here today. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. So Angie has um, been married forever. She has two beautiful kids that she's homeschooled for about 14 years. She's graduated one. Um, She has a couple of degrees, including a master's in education. And we've known each other on and off for, I, I don't know, it's been a while, right? Like I, I don't even know how long, <laughs> four, four, maybe four years, maybe more. Yeah. Um, we met online. I know it's a small world online, but it is. I, and you are now teaching for true North. I'm super excited. You've taken over some English classes and we'll take a few other classes next year. Um, and I'll put those links in the show notes. Cause I know you're going to go want to check out these classes. Um, you are also going to take over the mom's membership. Um, in the mom's membership site, I'll put a link on there. It does a weekly book club, a monthly equipping, master classes, some freebies and specials for those moms. And you're also building a resource library for the moms in our online campus. So I'm super excited about it. <laughs> I really am too. It's really, it's renewing. It's renewing. As I, I was saying earlier, it just it's renewing my passion and that feeling you get when you first start homeschooling. Uh, it's just putting me back in that space again. And I just love, love that. Feeling. Yeah. So if you guys are looking for a group of people to come alongside you as you homeschool, check out that resource. Cause it's a good one. We are going to talk to you today about being a disruptor. And this came about because right before the podcast, Angie was showing me the success path for the mom's membership site. And just the fact that as homeschoolers, we really are disruptors, what that means. And, and the whole thing about friction. <laughs> so tell us what, what is a disruptor, Angie? <laughs> well, I mean, disruptors are people who are free thinkers, right? They're innovators. They're doing things that go against the grain, against certain societal norms or customs. Uh, it, do, it, it doesn't have to be super profound things, but just really anything that just goes against whatever the mainstream is doing. And when you push back against norms, um, it requires a little bit of resilience. So disruptors are um, I mean, homeschoolers are disruptors, right? Because uh, how many people, what, 90, oh gosh, the percentages keep changed. We'll just say 95% of kids go to government school or or to some kind of school, traditional school. And so disruptors are people who are going against the grain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though homeschooling really, um, obviously with COVID and the pandemic, homeschooling really became something everybody everybody was doing. Um, Virtual school is quite a bit different than homeschooling. Virtual school is very passive. Um, There's not really a feedback loop and a lot of the kids weren't showing up. (laughs) 
right? So it's a little bit different than what you probably would define and what I would define. Yeah, and and so we so now we have a double issue, right? We are going against the norm, and then we're doing it in even a more non traditional format. And we really need collaboration. You know, if if you're going to build those resilient skills, um, in my success path, I call them courage, commitment, and confidence. And you need to have those resilient skills to push back against what the norm. But it really is not something we're meant to do alone. Nothing in life is meant to be alone. We're not supposed to parent alone in a vacuum. We're we're not supposed to worship mm-hmm. without a community. All all of the important parts of ourselves require collaboration. So here we can have, find a like-minded group of Christians. We can build a community and it's just going to look a little bit different because it's virtual. But I think that people have made an adjustment to virtual living. I think a lot of people learned that it would, could be a very healthy replacement for contact during COVID because in a lot of realms, it was the only way we could reach out to other people. And so I saw on my background in mental health and psychology. And so I, and some of the groups that I still interact with, like people that I know that are in recovery, were having online AA meetings, right? People were going to church online, listening to Bible studies, worshiping, uh, choir practice. I mean, so it's, it's an adaptation of something that I think we can make work. Mm-hmm. It it has its challenges. I'm a hugger, you know, I like to touch people and interact with them in that way. And, and so there, there's some challenges, but I think that it can also be very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the great thing that about it is Lisa, that we can bring people together. It's one of the reasons why I love your staff so much is that we can bring people together from all corners of the earth. Yeah. And so now we can experience different ideas and cultures. And our culture right now seems to be super hung up on this idea of diversity. But for me, diversity is more than just a box you check or because you look different or an identity issue. It's really about diversity of ideas and experiences, right? Mm-hmm. So in our community, we can bring together all these moms and dads and, and we can interact with each other in a way that supports, encourages, teaches, and we can disciple each other. I love that. We, and like you mentioned our teaching group, we have 40 some teachers from literally around the world and everybody's coming from different backgrounds, different church backgrounds, different educational backgrounds. We have some second generation homeschoolers teaching for us and we're all coming together with this common passion to transmit a culture of truth, beauty, and goodness and really really serve um, the homeschooling community and knit into, you know, be knit into their homeschooling endeavors. Cause it is really hard to homeschool alone. I mean, I think one of the number one things I hear commonly, and I'm sure that you do too, is that um, homeschooling can be really lonely <laughs> because you're just, so you have, you still have all this stuff. You still have dinner to cook and laundry to fold and potty training and getting the dog to the vet. And a lot of us are homeschooling while we work now that has been probably the largest part of the homeschool market that has grown, especially since COVID is the working homeschoolers. And so we're all so busy and it's really, it's hard to connect. I mean, it just there because of the time factor of nothing else. You know, and I, something I noticed because I became a homemaker and a home educator about 18 
20 years ago. And I was a career woman for 17 years. And I noticed right away that there weren't too many people like me all of a sudden. And I'd grown up in a neighborhood where my mom was the common denominator. Like all the stay-at-home moms were there, like our whole street. She had all these moms that she could interact with. She could borrow a cup of sugar during the middle of the day, you know, but all of a sudden I'm this stay-at-home mom and I'm realizing like all my neighbors are at work, all my friends are at work. And all of a sudden I felt really lonely and unsure of myself. And then I added homeschooling to that. And I just realized that I was going to have to make a little bit more of an effort Mm -hmm. to have those connections. And I'm glad that I did. They were, they were really what made all the difference through the hard times. And actually, as a result of that, I started a homeschooling group in our community and we did field trips and gym days and mom's nights. And, and, and I think that it, you know, it's really what kept me moving along all of those years because, you you know, you just have rough days and Mm -hmm. you're not meant to not meant to do it alone. And so it helped me grow, but it also just gave me strength during those times. And, and of course I had my, my faith and my husband and those things are meaningful, but I think, you know, sometimes even our husbands don't always understand what we are engaged in all day long. You know, they're at work, they have their struggles in their jobs and maybe they can't hundred percent relate to, I think we tend to wear more hats. I mean, honestly, yeah, you know, cause we'll work and we homeschool and we mother and we do all these things. Um, and, and it's harder. We don't compartmentalize as well, I think as males do. So mm-hmm. that's another reason why we just need other people who get yeah. us women get, get women. They do. <laughs> so my husband keeps going, can we talk about one thing at a time? And I'm like, it, it's all the same thing. <laughs> No, (laughs) what do they say? Women are spaghetti, right? Men are, is it their book? Men are honeycombs and women are spaghetti. Yes. 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 (laughs) You grew a really super successful homeschool group. You were telling me about this before that was so big. You couldn't even get your own kids into the field trips that you planned and organized. (laughs) And it's so funny the way it started because I, my daughter was a kindergartner. So I'd done, you know, I did preschool, homeschool, right? And I'd done some of that. And but now I was officially started using curriculum. I remember I bought, went to the homeschool convention and bought the My Father's World kindergarten package, right? And I was going to do everything right. And there was a group at our local church, and I think it had started from CHEO, which is the Christian Home Educators of Ohio. But then that person had moved on, and they'd passed the torch to this other lady. So anyway, I was excited, right? I wanted to do that. And the first meeting I showed up to, she announced, yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. Oh, no. (laughs) And I remember I just felt tears you know, welling up behind me because there were all these women in there who had been homeschooling. I think I was one of the, you know, newer moms to it. Maybe a couple of us had like kindergartners and I thought, oh no. And not even a month prior to that, I'd went to a CHEO meeting for our county and she had also retired. Mm -hmm. And so here I was thinking I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. And one of the other moms who was a a little bit younger than me, but our kids were the same age. She turned to me and she said, you got to do something. (laughs) And I just laughed and I was like, why me? And then that's I thought, hysterical. Not we have to do something. You have to do something. And then I thought, well, yeah, but why me? Why? Yeah. Well, why not me? Yeah. And so I, I lived in a house at the time that had a pool and we had a, a, a girl that would come and babysit occasionally. My um, babysit my kids and watch them while I were swimming in the pool while I was gardening and stuff. And I said, would you mind watching about 30 kids? <laughs> 
while we try to have a meeting, you know, poolside, so to speak. And so I called all the moms and said, can you come over and we can maybe map something out. We don't even have anywhere to meet, but let's just talk about it. And it just turned into something. So we had about 15 families. And then by the time I retired from it to, to actually start a second one, it was about I don't know, 300. Wow. So I couldn't even get into my own field trips. So I decided to, <laughs> to start another group. And this one I limited to 25 families because I was like, I needed that personal, but it just, it told you a lot of things. One, how much the, those things are needed and, and also how much homeschooling had grown. So it was a blessing. And so now I'm getting to do it, start it all over again, but in a completely different world. And so I'm super pumped about that. Yeah, you and you bring some really fun tech skills <laughs> with you. You just finished yeah. a master's degree where you're you're like immersed in all this techy educational stuff. Yeah. So it's always fun to talk to you because every time I'm like taking notes, okay, go check that out and go check this out. Um, yeah. So yeah, I you love, love that the tech. Me. I do. I love. It's weird. I I I'm kind of an introverted extrovert. So uh, I when I'm around people, I love to just really engage and, but then it's very exhausting. And so then the way I recover from giving all that energy is to sit and do techie things and create and make PowerPoints with video. And I, I, I made a lot of fun things when I was in college, just little videos on rational thinking and I don't know, whatever topics we were working on. So I bring that to the table because I hope I can help us create some really interesting content that the moms can access at their own leisure because not every mom can come to every workshop. I I hope the moms will come in person to the discussions and the book clubs and the prayer meetings, but sometimes maybe they might not be as motivated if it's a topical, like a class, maybe they say, well, you know, I really need to fold laundry and I can't, you know, get my act together, but I can click on this and let it play, you know, while I'm doing something else. And then, so, so we're going to try to provide a variety of, of things that are self-directed and also engaged. So the, the moms can get whatever level of engagement works for them in their life. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You are really going to focus on this uh, success path um, to help moms go from just feeling overwhelmed to feeling really confident and like they know what they're doing. And we're all, we're all kind of like on different places of that success path, maybe several times in the same day, right? Like, I mean, I can start out really confident and then I can go to a test that I'm really not good at and go, yeah, I'm back to square one again. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and I love how you're talking about courage, commitment, and confidence. And I think resiliency is something that we, we talk a lot at True North about with our, with our students is how to really build resiliency. Because in my mind, if they're taking an online class, yes, we are teaching the subject matter, but we are teaching them soft skills and life skills, how to communicate well with the teacher, how to turn their homework in on time, what to do if there's a plagiarism issue, all sorts of things that really goes way beyond the subject matter. And it really gets to the heart of resiliency. Um, and you were talking about that a little bit before we just clicked play about resiliency and personal agency and really helping empower people yeah. to, to be confident in themselves instead of playing the victim. So I love that you're bringing that, you know, really to the fore of what we're doing in the mom's membership. Yeah. 
Well, I think young people really need to hear one of the big complaints, you know, I just finished my master's in education and it had an emphasis on training and development. And the research just kept coming back to a couple things in the corporate America says that the workers coming out of high school and college don't have soft skills. They don't have basic communication skills and self-management and planning and, and coping skills and things that used to be sort of built into our lives and into our educational system. So it is really important that we make sure that we're equipping our children with those. The other thing that's happening now is they don't know how to think. They're not being taught how to think. They're being told what to think, which is really backward. You know, it's not progress. Um, It's not moving our education system in, in any good direction. So I really feel like the one gift we can give our children as homeschoolers is the ability to think. Because, and you and I had talked about this before, that there'll be gaps, you know, we we can't be all things to our children and neither can the school, no one can. But when they leave us, they'll decide those things they want to dig deeper into. And if they know how, they will. Mm -hmm. But if we don't show them that, then they won't. And so those soft skills and knowing how to think are, those are skills that are forever and work in every aspect of their lives. And they make them more capable and they tend to be more resilient when they have those skills. I kind of think about it like, you know, Paul said, whatever state I find myself in therewith to be content, that I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And it is this idea that resilience is really about wherever we find ourselves in our lives, that we are going to make it great. We're going to do our best with it. And I really think that's a gift that homeschooling especially can give our children. And they see us disrupting Mm-hmm. They see us thinking for ourselves and doing what's right and not just what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And then that teaches them that it's okay for them to do the same thing. Right. And really, I think for our, all parents know that what's really, what really happens with our children is caught, not taught. Mm-hmm. They see it, they do it. We can tell them all day long, but when we show them, then they know that it's true. Yeah. And when you, um, when you're talking about disruption, Usually that includes some friction. (laughs) And I think in the, I think as homeschoolers, there's, there's so much, there's so much conversation about the closeness in the family home, which there absolutely is when you homeschool, you're together, you get to know each other, um, you understand each other in a deeper way, but that doesn't mean there's not friction. And it doesn't mean that friction is a bad word. Friction really is part of growth. And any of us who teach realize that, you know, you, you go, if you're teaching, to push the kids to the next level of learning, they're going to be uncomfortable. And when people are uncomfortable, there's friction. And so I think we need to get really comfortable with friction as disruptors. And as we train our kids to be disruptors, um, that, you know, they might not want to just go with the status quo for education or what people are saying about marriage or gender or a lot of health, a lot of different things um, that, if we disrupt, we'll be friction makers and friction can be okay. Like that's not a dirty word. (laughs) Oh no. I think when we struggle is when we grow, there is no doubt about it. When we're in our comfort zone, we stay put. So stress and friction really pushes us to, to try new things, do new things, to learn and grow. And, you know, um, suffering is an important part of life. We need to learn how to suffer and then thrive. And if life is always easy and is always um, made painless, and if we don't allow our children to struggle and wrestle with, with ideas, 
when they get out into life, it's really going to be difficult for them because life is not easy. And I do see a lot of the problems that our younger generation are facing is that they really don't know how to suffer. They don't, they haven't been allowed to struggle and suffer and wrestle with problems and ideas. And then they're not resilient because resilience doesn't, isn't something you learn in a book. It's really, it's practiced. And so, you know, most parents, if you ask them what they want for their children, they would say, well, I want my kids to be happy, but that's really not a gift. If you teach your children how to suffer, they'll be happy no matter what their circumstance. But if you make them happy all the time, they will be unhappy And it's a funny thing because we see a lot of that with this generation that they've had kind of an easy life, many of them, and they're inherently restless and unhappy Mm -hmm. and they're dissatisfied because they don't have much purpose. And a lot of that is, again, because they weren't really made to wrestle with things and struggle and figure themselves out. And so I just think it's a great gift what we're doing for our children because they're getting things that. I mean, in a way, it's kind of going back in time and we're 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 recapturing some wisdom that I feel maybe has been lost in parenting in some of the generations. I listened to a wonderful interview the other day where the the person said the greatest generation passed so many wonderful things to their children, um, work ethic and, and all these things, but they forgot to pass their values. Yeah. And so that next generation was very driven and hardworking and all these things, but they, they didn't have the sense of purpose that the generation before had because they had struggled. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I mean, there's that it was such a unique time in the world where America just became overnight practically a world leader and we had so much wealth all of a sudden, like just wealth thrown in our laps. It was unprecedented. I know everybody's like unprecedented. You don't know what that word means if you're using it too much, but really it was I not want to hear that, that word point. again. <laughs> I just use it now because I just like the European yeah. people, you know, and friction is the middle name. I'm a second born. So, you know, friction where we live, but um, all joking aside. Um, yeah, I, I love that. And I, I just feel like the Protestant church in particular does not have a good apologetic for suffering. I've actually heard from the pulpit, like put on a happy face, um, you know, like you should not show your struggles. And that's like really not a service to the people in the church. No. Like, I no. mean, it's, it's the way of the cross is suffering. It's not happy face. Right. And so I think we need to be real with our kids and real with our friends that sometimes things just are really hard and there's not, there's not a right word. There's not a right thing just to sit with yeah. each other. Yeah, be. but then the Bible calls for us to be authentic. It says to yeah. weep with those who weep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's we're not supposed to pretend that we're something else. I mean, I think there is a fine line. We don't want to wallow in, in our misery and suffering, but I think there is a time to sit with it. I wrote a blog post once about Joseph. You know that um, Joseph, when he took his father, he, you know, he had to take his father's bones back because they were in Egypt and they weren't um, properly Uh, buried. And so they, they went through this process. It took six months about estimated where they would travel, stop, pray, build an altar, weep, and then go to the next stop and so forth. And the whole trip was estimated about that much time. And I thought, 
wow, they really understood how to grieve and mourn and, and they spent time in that suffering and really allowed themselves to grieve the loss of their father, their patriarch. And then when the time was right, they moved along and they, and they did the next thing. And, you know, what do we do now when we lose someone we love dearly? I mean, if, if it's a friend, it's a day, but if it's, if it's someone really close to you in the family, you get three days off Mm -hmm. and then you're expected to just pop right back in. And everybody wants you to say that you're okay and you're ready to move on. But in life, some of the things that we have to overcome, it could take months, weeks, years. Now, yes, you do have to continue to get up and go to work and do those things. But have you allowed space, you know, in your life to continue to work through and suffer and grieve? And, and, and I feel like that most people are ready to move on before we're ready to stop are grieving. And that's really a sad thing, a commentary about our society. I hope that moms don't feel that from me. I, I really believe in authenticity. And so I think it's okay if I say, how are you today? And someone says, I'm really sad Mm -hmm. to not go, oh, well, you know, put on a happy fit. I think that that's, it's very, that's not very life affirming. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I, I want, I want to, um, empower my moms to be more, authentic and and also it is a hard thing you don't want to be a victim either mm-hmm. but you know we have to love each other where we are yeah well and emotions inform us but they don't have to take over they That's just right. they're they're a good they're a good check they're a barometer and then mm-hmm. you have to still live life um without you have to honor those feelings yeah but not let them rule us exactly you and isn't that the it. great challenge of life and teaching our <laughs> children that is no simple task but right. you know again I think they learn it best by watching us right exactly so tell us what you're going to teach in the fall because you've got a lot of fun classes lined up yeah you remember so, what they all are <laughs> I'm teaching, I'm teaching a couple literature courses. I'm teaching an introductory literature course that's geared towards ninth grade-ish. And then I'm teaching um, a world literature, which is geared probably more towards like the 11th, 12th. It's more about like an English four. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have the two bookends there. And then I'm teaching a writing course that's, uh, those two are lit and comp. So they're writing and literature. And then I'm teaching a writing only course that's more advanced writing skills, but just writing skills, writing a research paper, comparison essay, just going over all the different types of what we call expository writing, which is just descriptive writing almost like um, research reports and things. And, you know, writing in English is a passion of mine. It always has been. I took honors English in college and my professors kept asking me to switch my major from psychology. And I was like, no, I know this is what I want to do, but it kind of remained a passion for me anyway. And then I'm teaching psychology. So how about I get to do a little bit of both of my, of my passions. And then I'm teaching a history a U.S. history course, which again, oh, it's just something I, I really love teaching. I got to teach it through a co-op that we were in and I just couldn't get enough of it. I mean, I think sometimes the kids would look at me like, really, you're just a little bit too excited about this. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's wonderful to be able to teach things you're passionate about. So I've got a lot on my plate that way. Um, you know, writing classes are interesting because, you know, kids, I mean, nobody really loves writing. I don't think I'm a weirdo that way. I I love writing, but I'm hoping that I can, you know, inspire them and and make it, you know, interesting. And, you know, education isn't always fun. 
it's challenging and sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's just hard and that's just yeah. life. But yeah. I'm excited about the fall and then I'll be doing the mom's membership. So I'm going to have my plate full for sure. Yeah. And we'll be adding new things to the mom's membership in the fall um, because right now I'm teaching special ed as well. So I'm kind of working two jobs. So the moms that are coming to the meetings, I've told them, you know, I need some grace because I'm transitioning from things, but um, we're hoping to have more for informal coffee and chat prayer, something type of a group that moms can just show up to and just be together yeah. in, a, in addition to the more um, formalized things so that they have um, a variety of, of options to connect. Cause you, you know, you said it best. That's really what it's about. It's just the connection, mm-hmm. need the connection and in the, in the personal growth and the library and the trainings, those are all wonderful things. And, and I'm really looking forward to, to, to building those and making them into something very robust. But first and foremost, I just want the moms to have a place where they can just tend to their heart. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. And I, I'm so grateful. You are like the person for it. So um, you guys, if you're listening to this and you're a homeschool mom or you're considering homeschooling or you kids have graduated, but you want a place to just connect with other moms. Um, the homeschool moms membership called the navigators now is, is open and it has some great things going in it. Um, and of course, look at the online classes that we're teaching. Angie, it, it's been delightful to talk to you. And every time we talk, we just talk and talk. <laughs> we can keep talking. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, it's, it's wonderful that you're part of what we're doing at True North and really excited. You jumped in this semester too. We had a real teacher need and you just jumped in and started teaching a class this spring. Um, like, welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah, we call that baptism by fire. Yeah, and, and you're still laughing. You're still smiling, so I'm grateful. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. It's a great way to do things. You know, sometimes if we give ourselves too much time to think about something, then we'll, then we'll back out, you know? So I've always found I just do better to, you know, plug my nose and go. Yeah. And then I'm, I, I never regret it, so. Yeah, Well, um, you guys, thanks for listening to another episode and we'll be back next week with another episode of Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. Thanks for joining us. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. And I just want to remind you that you can find all of our classes and clubs, testing, advising, mom's membership, and more at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. We do offer live online, dynamic, interactive, small group classes. So when your students take classes with us, they're not in a, they're not in a Zoom room full of 100 people. We keep our class sizes small so that the students get to know both the teacher and their fellow students. We um, use a lot of different technology to make the classes dynamic and interactive, including presentations, projects, breakout rooms, virtual whiteboards, and more. Um, We like to say that we use time-tested educational pedagogy coupled with cutting-edge technology to bring the best educational opportunities to your students in in the privacy of your own home. We do provide syllabus and grading for all classes. Um, Clubs are more relaxed, so we don't provide syllabus or grading for those, but you can certainly use our clubs for the transcripts, and we'd love to help you know how to do that. Stay tuned this year, 2022 for some exciting new um, classes and clubs being offered by True North School Academy. Um, we're also going to be offering an honor club, dual enrollment, and so much more. We are honored to partner with you as you homeschool your children. 
Again, check out truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. And thanks for listening to today's podcast.